Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. This is your host, Natalina. Thank you for joining us today. So excited to have you here. We're going to be talking with Bridie Daughtery on how she uses sports as a means to lead herself and those she has coached around her. She has spent her whole life empowering those and teaching them how to harness their mind-body-spirit connection through physical activity. And today she's going to talk with us about how to use that to perform in flow both on and off the field. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Bridie, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's such an honor to have you on the show. I always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guest. So can you tell us about yourself and what it is that you do? Sure. Um, I have always sort of been an unintentional entrepreneur. Um, I started lacrosse camps when I was in high school and all throughout college. And then I actually started a stand-up paddleboard company and Um, After that was a college lacrosse coach uh, for about 13 years, and I recently stopped coaching to start my own business called Flow Self-Empowerment, and uh, through all those different adventures, my goal has always been to use sports and movement as a way to empower others towards self-worth, and that's kind of been the, the crux of the journey. So tell us um, how you kind of embarked on this journey. What what was the, did you have an aha moment? Did everything lead up until now? Or did you always know that this is what you wanted to do? It's been, it's always been my personal mission. And it's, um, I've used a lot of different vehicles to, to live it, live into it. And uh, in short, um, basically running the stand-up paddleboard camp, running my lacrosse camps. I also did a Knowles course which is the National Outdoor Leadership School. And I also worked with Outward Bound. So I've, I've dabbled in the experiential education world and all those different experiences were always the backbone of, of my coaching philosophy. So as a collegiate lacrosse coach, you know, I designed my program and my practices to really try to help my athletes basically have that space where practice should be fun. Sports are a place to make mistakes and God forbid, even fail and know that you're still going to be okay. And, uh, you know, have fun just being your best self and moving around, taking care of your body. And, um, towards the end of my coaching career, or I shouldn't say the end, but towards, uh, when I, right before I started flow, um, I had this space where I realized that the athletes that I was recruiting were, were stronger lacrosse players. They were faster. They were physically stronger. They had higher lacrosse IQs. Their stick skills were better. And a lot of that is, is very healthy. However, they basically had no confidence. They lacked any ability to empower themselves because they had just been playing one sport. There was so much pressure to get recruited and play at the next level. And basically I was spending a lot of my time coaching, just building up my players, which 
is what I love to do anyway. But that was my aha moment or my tipping point to say, all right, I've always wanted to start this business and and now's the time to do it. So I, I took a leap of faith and um, I started Flow about a year, two years ago now, just about. I really love this um, this idea because I come from the performing world where it's very similar uh, to, ath- to athletes and um, you know, great technique, great singers, great dancer. But the thing that was usually missing was the self-empowerment part, the how to stay mm-hmm. motivated and um, how to have confidence, how to empower yourself to keep going when it gets tough. Um, and it really can make or break the artist. Um, and I'm sure you, you, you can agree that it can make or break the, break the athlete. Um, and there's Absolutely. a, yeah, and there's a lot of work that's being done in positive psychology. So, you know, in your professional opinion, what are, I guess, you know, one or two things that you really find with your athletes that um, is kind of hindering them and, and pulling them back from, from really being successful in their craft? I find that um, particularly within athletics, I've worked, I've done some staff trainings and corporate trainings and the, the trend carries through all the different levels, which, you know, basically sports or any type of performance is becoming so specialized that, you know, kids aren't playing three sports or they're not dancing and playing sports or they're not playing sports and you know, maybe taking cooking lessons or whatever it might be. It's sort of, you know, while we have this wealth of information at our hands, we're simultaneously becoming so specialized at such a young age. And there's a lot of pros to that. But at the same time, if all you're really trying to do is just be a great lacrosse player, then by the time you get to college, it's like, wow, this is all I've ever done. I'm I'm sort of over it. And there's not a lot of that is built into that anymore and the god forbid the minute you make a mistake or you don't you're not perfect in that specialized place that you've been working in and it's kind of like well now what now how do I do this how do I learn something new how do I change my perspective how do I take what I've learned and apply it to other areas of my life because they're just so focused in one in one specialized area that um you know, it becomes hard. And that again, transfers, whether it's sports or business or performance. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of cross training. I'm a big fan of trying a little bit of everything and sort of knowing who you are at your best and then bringing those strengths into everything that you do. It's not just, you know, the one thing that you do, it's bringing, bringing your best self into everything. So, so tell us a little bit about flow self empowerment. Um, tell us, I guess what it stands for. And I know you, um, obviously you really, um, advocate for self-empowerment, you know, how you empower yourself. Um, so tell us a little bit more about it. And then I'd love to, um, I guess maybe take a first step and see how people can empower themselves. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so really as I describe self-empowerment, it's, uh, creating the knowledge of who you are at your best and, Then once you do that, um, I take whether it's a a group or an individual, then we do some type of activity to allow you to live into that knowledge. So, you know, as you develop that that confidence piece, now we're going to go out and we're going to hike or paddleboard or do yoga or acro yoga or even just go for a walk. But it's something where you're consciously taking that knowledge and living into it. And then the second part is creating a degree of self-leadership and it's saying, okay, 
you know, I'm not building leaders. I, I do have my master's in leadership, but it's not about building the leader. It's about teaching individuals how to lead themselves. And so the, the first step is creating the knowledge. The second step is taking action, which is the self-leadership part, and then bringing that both of those pieces back to your team. And a team, um, as I define it, is two or more people working together for a common goal. So that could be a relationship or a family or your class or a sports team or your dance team, whatever that might be, your, your, the group that you work with within your business or corporation. And um, that's kind of the outline of the cycle. So self-empowerment to self-leadership to building a better team and doing that through action of some sort, movement of some sort. And that's um, where you, it makes the skills more tan- tangible, it makes it a little bit more intense than just a conversation. You're, you're doing it, you're living into it, and then bringing those skills back to your everyday life. Why do you think it's, um, well, it's, this is a big question, but why do you think it's difficult for you know, people to do that? I mean, um, the self-empowerment and um, the self-leadership or really emotional intelligence uh, is something that I think we're lacking a little bit today as a society, maybe something that's not taught in school. Um, but, you know, it, it's difficult, I think, for um, especially for the youth to understand and build. Why do you think that is? That's an amazing question. I'm fairly loaded because there's a lot of different answers. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the first couple of sessions I did, you know, I, I was frozen in the sense that I was asking the groups, you know, what is self-empowerment? And for the first three or four sessions, it was a middle school, a high school and a college group. And I just received blank stares and I was like, oh, boy. Um, I either just made a really bad career choice or I'm going to have a job for the rest of my life because people don't even know what empowerment means. And so, um, you know, that was to your point um, where I, I sort of revamped my approach and really beginning of every session is just simply teaching what empowerment is. And I think it doesn't exist because we have, it just in today's world for so many different reasons, whether it's club sports, whether it's social media, whether it's basically just the ability to Google any answer at any point in time, we think we have everything we need right in front of us. And we look to outside sources for all the answers. And uh, not too often do we actually slow down in order to move forward and actually say, okay, well, what if I looked inward for some answers once in a while? What if, you know, I know I need to rev up. I know I need to keep up with everything, but what if we slowed down in order to keep up? What if we slowed down just enough to look inward and say, all right, who am I at at my best? And then what are my strengths? And how do I bring those skills out in what I need to get done? Because chances are then when you go to do that activity, it's going to be far more efficient, far more successful, and definitely more enjoyable. So I think it's um, we're not taught to look inward at the end of the day. All of our resources just it's instant gratification, and um, you know we're not very present in the process. So those that I, I agree with that, and for those of us um, that are listening that might be struggling with this themselves, or maybe they have um, younger kids, or 
um, you know, college students that they're, they're mentoring, what are the first couple of steps? So for those that have trouble looking inward and you're totally right, you know, we, we always look uh, to outside sources, you know, materialistic things, social media, um, even other people's validation of ourselves, um, instead of our own, how do we, how do we turn the magnifying glass and, and, and look within and find what we need from within and build that self-empowerment that you talked about? It's, it's a long question, but maybe like, you know, two or three things that you can uh, say off the top of your head that you usually use with your clients. Yeah. I think it's uh, the first thing is sort of debunking the myth that it has to be a cross-legged silent meditation for hours. That is really the only way you can look inward or that, you know, in order to look inward, that's a sign of weakness. And that's usually the first thing I try to, to debunk and really say, actually looking inward isn't this soft um, kind of hippie perspective. It's really much more about power and about strength. And the first way I describe empowerment is me powered. And there's two types of power, your physical power, your external power, or your inward power. And the minute you can kind of make that mind switch for people to say that looking inward is powerful and it's strong, and it's actually really hard mind begins to kind of say, okay, well, then that's a challenge. I might, you know, like going to the gym or trying a new activity or a new dance move or creating something new, you know, it kind of becomes, it's not about fixing something and it's not about being um, weak. It's much more about, no, no, we're talking about, this is strength. This is me powered and creating your best self by acknowledging your strengths and that kind of spins the perspective for people. And um, I work a lot with Marcus Buckingham's definition of a strength, which is what are the activities that you look forward to all day long? What are the activities that give you more power, more energy, more strength when you're finished than when you started doing that activity? And then once you can define your two to three strengths, how do you bring them out? And so it's, again, um, you know, I sort of see it as changing that mindset for people. Bridie, thank you so much for joining us today. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview. Um, can yeah. you tell us one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life? I have to say probably Tuesdays with Maury, although it, it's a very simple read. It's something that's just a reminder to live every day to the fullest. And there's a story within that book about a wave and uh, the wave gets so scared to come up to the shoreline and the, you know, gets so nervous. It thinks it's going to crash and the wave behind it says, you know, don't worry. You're not just a wave. You're part of the ocean. And that, that story within Tuesdays with Maury is something that has just shifted my whole perspective um, on life. And um, it's a gentle, easy read, but definitely a great one. And what's one value that you have stuck with throughout your journey that you've never compromised? Uh, Purity. Um, Something that, you know, being authentic is um, something a lot of people talk about, but I like to spin that even one step further to just say being pure and um, keeping an open mind and open heart to whatever is in front of you, whoever is in front of you. And, um, taking it on uh, from a perspective of, of an open mind. And we always ask um, our experts and our speakers, you know, if you could leave the world with one final message, we call it your golden nugget, what would it be? 
Hmm, that's a great question. Um, I would say that we are all connected. Sometimes do get so caught up in um, me, myself, and I, what I need to accomplish, what's going on in my family, my life, you know, my little world around me, but everything that you do affects everybody around you. And it's just a constant ripple effect. And so, you know, when you talk about leaving a legacy or what your life stands for, or even what your values are, it's really, you know, remembering that everything you do affects everyone around you and therefore the people in the town over and, you know, next state over. And, um, you know, we operate on a much bigger scale than just ourselves. And what does the phrase rise up for you mean to you? As you know, that's the podcast and that's the company. What does that, what does that mean when you hear it? Uh, being your best self in order to serve others. Uh, that was so short, but sweet. It was perfect. <laughs> thank you. Brady, thank you so much for joining us. Um, how do we support you and how do we stay connected to you? Yeah, great. Checking out the website. It's um, flowselfempowerment.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook and all of my upcoming events are listed there. But um, again, really just knowing I work with individuals, teams, but teams being two or more people working together for a common goal. So that could be, again, within schools, within athletic teams, within um, corporations or any group that's looking to you know, build their individual strength in order to be, become a stronger team um, and really just spreading the message. So I'm uh, looking to grow and I will travel anywhere to come and work with you. Thank you so much, Bridie. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining the Rise of You podcast. Again, this is your host, Natalina. We want to make sure that outside of the podcast, you're still growing and always getting continuous knowledge and our six pillars. So we want to make sure that you head over to our website, www.riseofyou.com and take full advantage of the free resources and the benefits that we have there. We have articles and contributors from around the world. We have a number of other podcast episodes, webinars, and a ton of tools and strategies and tips that are going to help you rise up to the next step professionally and personally. You can find us on every social media avenue. We're on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Rise Up For You. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Everything is at Rise Up For You, and we would love for you to join us. And definitely, you're going to want to head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, and get your free startup kit. We have compiled the top podcast interviews, the top webinars, and the top articles that fall in our six pillars, plus a free startup guide, the six pillars to a prosperous life that's going to help you take that first step to really finding and building the life that you want professionally and personally. So again, if you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you get access to that startup kit for free. And don't forget to share. Our main mission is to empower, educate, and connect women globally. And we need your help to do that. So please help us spread the word, spread the message, share our content, share what Rise Up For You is about, and help us help you and other women around the world. Thank you again for joining us. Rise Up For You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Tomorrow.